This podcast right here is called I Said What I Said with Joe and Janelle. We talk about any and all sports, in particular, the Dallas Cowboys and the NFL. I'm glad you could join us. Welcome aboard. Let's go. How you doing today, Janelle? What's up, good people? Happy to be back. Roger that. For sure. We got the NFL season for the Cowboys kicked off last weekend. And And we we came out with a win. Oh, yeah. We blasted the Giants. We blasted the Giants. 40 to nothing. Uh, I thought it was a great game for special teams and the defense and all that. I thought thought, uh, we played just about as good a defense as we could play. Of course, the Giants were terrible on offense. They looked like they had no training camp. They looked like they had no playbook. They looked totally discombobulated, which is okay with us because we got a great defense this year. What did you think about the Giants' offense? Yeah, they looked very um, unprepared and also just very stunned. Like they, um, you know, weren't expecting the Cowboys to bring it to them like that. So I think they, um, you know, what is it? Uh, There was a saying that I think Daniels is getting – Paid like he's, you know, one of the quarterbacks that's producing. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's it's like uh they spend all the money. You spend forty million dollars a year on a quarterback. What do you get like four years, one sixty? And right. you spend all that money on the quarterback, but you don't spend the money on the offensive line or whoever is coaching the offensive line is stealing money because they they look terrible. Uh, offensively, we we I would say it was a gritty game for the offense. That got the ball out quick. That ball had to weigh about five pounds wet. But a lot of people was talking about how he missed shots and he was kind of rushing his throws. Well, he got the ball out in 2.1 seconds. They were saying that the people who tracked that stuff were saying that's the fastest in the NFL that week, and that's that West Coast offense where he was throwing screens and he was dumping the ball off. And they played their system played different than they did last year or the last 10 or 15 years where instead of relying on their guys to beat their man, what they did was they said, okay, we're going to scheme to get open. When there was a play where C.D. Lamb lined up in a three-receiver set, instead of them running different routes or the same route and Dak having to pick who to beat, they kind of screened the play where C.D. Lamb could catch the ball, and Dak had only one guy he was throwing to on that play. That's called scheming somebody to get open. You see people do that for Cooper Cup and all of those guys catching 150 balls. They get schemed open. They don't necessarily have to beat their man. It's just the play is designed for them to catch the ball. So that's the difference in the Cowboys' offense this year. Dak only threw for 143, and I think the days of 300 and 400 yards are over with because we didn't have to. We didn't have to uh, come from behind. You know, Dak didn't turn the ball over. See, don't look at the 143. 
Don't look at the passes that he missed. It's the passes that people almost intercept. We didn't see that. It's the passes where he gives the ball away. Or you go, who was he throwing to on that? He either missed a guy or he hit a guy. Right. And so the big number well, is the big number is zero, zero turnovers. For sure. And you know, some people would say the difference is Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Calling the offense now. Definitely. Definitely. Hey coach hey, coach got a different look in his eye than last year. He, I mean, I, I thought the hire was going to be good. I said, man, they hired Mike McCarthy. He's going to come down here. He's going to change Dak. He's going to do the West Coast. But, nope. You know, Mike had to take Kellen Moore. And he had no control. And Mike looked totally disconnected from everything for three years. I felt bad for him because I always thought he was a good coach. In my opinion, he went from Mike who to Super Bowl winning Mike McCarthy. I mean, he's just as good as anybody. Like Sean Payton, why does Sam, Sean Payton get so much more respect? And Mike McCarthy, no. They still, they both coached Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They both won one Super Bowl. But Mike came in here. He looked in up for three years. He was, uh, what did I say? He was disconnected. Now Coach got a different look in his eye. He's talking in the press conference. It used to be he had to explain what uh, – what Kellen Moore was talking about. Now he can, you know, he, and you know he was lying when he, he he didn't know what was going on. So exactly. Yeah. So you and know. now, like, because he's calling the offense, he can actually be confident about his answers, and oh, yeah. you know, and feel okay oh, with yeah. taking any of the credit or criticism yeah. that comes along with it. Yeah, how would you like to cook? How would you like somebody to cook a meal, and it tastes terrible, but you get credit for cooking it? That's, right. That's what he was doing with Kellen Moore for three years. How do you explain that? Damn, the play against uh, was it the Cardinals? Where we almost went in the overtime. I forget, but where they called some 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 BS where they couldn't get the ball out of bounds. That was Kellen Moore. He had to go to the press conference and explain that. Now we glad, Mike. I'm behind you, Mike. You might, if you don't win, you might not last but five games. But hey, you you my boy, Mike. I, I, we good. So I'm I'm gonna be the one to say I like Mike. You like Mike or not? You think Mike should be gone? You think it should be Dan Quinn? What you think? No, I like Mike. I mean, so we both know I'm not a fan of um, his former team before the Cowboys, but he still had a winning record with them. You can, say, you can say you can say Cowboys pa- coach. You can say Packers if you want to. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You, you act like you was like, you know, spitting that spitting out something bad. You was gonna say if you could say I said for you. you his, his, when he was the Packers coach, <laughs> ah, Lee, it's like man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They do kind of. Aaron Rodgers did kind of own us, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Roger so. that. Roger that. <laughs> But, yeah, they were not a winning team for no reason at all. And, you know, Jerry wouldn't have picked him to come here if it had not been for that winning record. I suppose. Yeah, I kind of sort of agree with that. We we get to talk about why Jerry picked the coach. We're going to be here. We're going to run out of time. 
<laughs> we gonna ride time. If we get the time, we going out. We going down the Jerry we Rabbit. Go down that rabbit we, hole. Yes, yes. We going down the, the Jerry Rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. We gonna run out of time. I, I guarantee you. Well, we'll address that rabbit hole another day. We right, might get to address it sooner than we think. Yeah, but. yeah. They don't win. We're gonna be talking about it. But you know, that's another. That's for another day. For sure. For sure. Well. Our defense looks awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look unstoppable. Well, sometimes now, sometimes everything goes good for you. The other team plays bad. Uh, you get the you get the block for the kick. I mean, you get the you get the block kick for the touchdown. Uh, to me, is I've, I've often said that it's hard to tell how good you are when somebody lay down for you or somebody play bad for you. And you win, you win 40 to nothing. What did you learn when everything went right? Well, I kind of got to put that aside for the defense. I, I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching the defense. Um, even though it was a blowout, easy win, they still did a lot of things. They showed me a lot of things that I thought, man, Dan Quinn is the master of his craft. You know, um, a lot of his former players stand behind him. Um, you know, Bobby Wagner, particularly uh, Richard Sermon. Richard Sermon don't like nobody on this earth. I mean, he don't like nobody. He got a podcast. He talk about everybody. He don't like Russell. We'll get to Russell later. But uh, he stand by Dan Quinn. And what I want to talk about is is uh, everybody know Michael Parsons is the guy. Everybody knows that, you know. Uh, Mike, Michael got Tostitos commercials. Michael, 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 yeah, Michael about to get, yeah, yeah, he about to get Dak money in endorsements. You know, I had, did I see the toast? Yeah, I saw the Tostitos. I did. Is that Doritos or Tostitos? No, that's that's no, Tostitos. It's, it's the Tostitos. Oh, okay. He they playing in a whole uh, tailgate party, and it ain't even for that day. It's oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. It's cute. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah. Got to look at it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I call it cute. I don't know about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 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 Mike, Micah has, Micah is the star of our defense. But there are some people that I want, I want you to know about that you might not be looking at that help Micah be great. Because right. let's say if you just got Micah. If he's your only superstar, if you put Micah on the left side of your defense, the offense going to run away on the right side. You put Micah on the right side, they're going to run to the left side. If you put Micah in the middle, they're going to run to the outside. It's as simple as that. So you got it. Micah is a dog, the alpha dog. But Micah is playing with some dogs. And what I mean is Micah is the star. But Micah is playing with some right. guys who used to be a star, who guys are just holding, and you got some guys who are going to be superstars that are ascending. You know, a guy. You know, uh, the first guy I want to talk about is uh, Stephon Gilmore, the the corner, the corner opposite Tavon Tavon Diggs. Um, he is really taking a hold of this team, and this is what this is what Coach McCarthy said about him. Well, I think he's made a very strong impact. Uh, you know, you could see right away, you know, in, in training camp once we got to the 
to the team drills and so forth. But long before that, uh, during the spring, uh, his connection in the locker room, his leadership, um, he, he's been tremendous. So he's impacted us in every possible way that you can. Well, I mean, it's clear what Mike is saying. You know, he, his effect on the whole Cowboys defense is so common because he's a veteran. Uh, he's a very physical cornerback. I'm talking about he can do press conference. I mean, press coverage. Um, he can run with the receiver. A couple of years ago, we played the Patriots. He shut Amari Cooper down. He manhandled Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is, is a thick Big receiver. He's only six foot, but he's almost 220 pounds. People don't realize that. He's a big, strong guy. He can get off the line. Um, Stephon Gilmore made him quit that day. A lot of people don't realize that. He made him quit. It was too cold up there. He wasn't catching no balls, and Stephon pounced on him. So Stephon left the Patriots, went to the Colts. I think he picked Dak off last year, but everybody picked Dak off last year, but so that ain't no big deal. But uh he um his effect on Stefan is that's probably why you saw Stefan pop the mess out of out of the running back for the Giants and cause the fumble. And uh he uh he has an effect on him. When you in the get you know you get on the same team and a guy's playing at a high level and he's a veteran, he can teach everybody. So Stephon, watch Stephon Gilmore. He had a pick the other day, and he's pretty good. Uh, the next, the next person I want to talk about is is Dorian Armstrong. Um, let me wait. Let me skip Dorian. Let me go to Demarcus Lawrence, and I'll get back to Dorian. But Demar, to me, Demarcus Lawrence. The reason I'm going to do that is because Demarcus Lawrence should be a right end. He should be playing the money position that Micah is playing. But DeMarcus has moved to left end. He's getting paid big money. But he is the best. He is The reason I say he's the unsung hero and one of the best players on defense is because he can move around and let Micah move around. There are times where he'll play defensive tackle on passing downs. There are times where he'll play right end and let Micah go left. There's times when they line him up him and Micah up on the same side. Well, what happens is the offensive lineman will shift the blocking to the side, to the strong. That becomes the strong side where Micah and Demarcus Lawrence are lined up. Watch for Micah to be lined up beside number 90. Number 11, when you see number 11 and number 90 lined up beside each other, they're going to chase the quarterback over to number 92. You're going to see number 92 on the opposite side. That kid had – he's a he's a second – a third-year player out of uh, Kansas, and he just signed a two-year, $10 million deal. And the reason he got the opportunity to play is because Randy Gregory signed with the Cowboys. He was going to sign with the Cowboys. He decided to take the money and go to Denver. Well, that gave Dorian Armstrong a chance to play, and he done made the best of it. So when you see number 90 and number 11 lined up on the right, number 92 is going to be on the left. That kid had eight and a half sacks. He got two this year. He's making the most of his opportunity, and and maybe after his two years up, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay him. But those three guys are my unsung heroes. I, I, I really like DeMarcus Lawrence because, like I say, he's uh, sacrificing a lot of money. And uh, he's sacrificing a lot of status. 
you're going to get paid the same money, but he won't ever be all pro. He probably won't make the Pro Bowl because the number's going to be down because he keep moving around so much. But that's just how Dan Quinn gets guys to buy into they, to his defense. And so I have a question. So then Stephon Gilmore, I know he's a veteran. He's 32. How, you know, how much longer will he have the impact that he's having? And will we sign him again? Um, I don't know the length of his contract, but it all depends with corners. Man, you got some corners can play the 35, 36. Uh, depends on what type of defense you play. Uh, depend on whether they want you to play in phase or not. And in phase means if they want you to guard the receiver, do you spend a lot of time actually guarding somebody or do they let you play out of phase? And out of phase, if you hear the term in phase or out of phase, out of phase means that you play in zone defense. That's what that means. Uh, the reason that Stephon Diggs, I mean, excuse me, Tavon Diggs gives up a lot of yards is because he's playing in phase. They actually ask him to cover receivers. So he'll lose the guy every now and then and try to use his ball skills to get, get the pick. But if you if you play him out if you play a guy out of phase and you ask him to do a lot of zone, he can play a long time. But I think you gotta take the year. You gotta take he's thirty two. We gotta count, you know, we, he's playing at a high level this year. That's all we can count on. I, I don't know how long he's gonna play. It's is 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 it's really up to him. Okay, okay. And, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but I have to ask the question because I don't understand the jargon of what makes you all pro versus pro bowl. Okay. Pro bowl. Pro bowl is like the top, Some and depending on position, it's the top three players or top, yes, yeah, about the top three players of your position. So it's about 88 it's about eighty. It's, it's the top two or three players in each conference. So you get about forty-four players from each conference. Uh, that's that's two players at each position, right? And then you got the kicker, you got the punter, and the return specialist. So basically, it's forty-seven players from each conference that go that are nominated to the Pro Bowl. So that's roughly your top ninety-four players, right? Okay, and then. The All-Pro, it's not a game or all-star game play with it, but if you are All-Pro, you are the top two. So there's a first-team All-Pro and there's a second-team All-Pro. So if you you got to make the Pro Bowl and then you elevate it to All-Pro, and both of those things get you paid. You know, like you'll hear somebody say, Zach Martin has played 10 years. He's been to nine Pro Bowls, and he's been voted all pro six times. So all pro means you when you hear all pro that means top two at the position. When you hear Pro Bowl, that means you know you was in the top two in your conference. Cause you play the, the Pro Bowl is played begin between the AFC and NFC. Like Dak has never been all pro. He's been to the Pro Bowl, but he's never been top two at his position. And, and so will that change now that um, Brady is out of the picture. Um, and 
for seemingly Aaron Rodgers, at least for this season. Yeah, it'll change. I mean, somebody going to get elevated to it. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Dak's always had the yards. Um, he never go far in the Pro Bowl. But, man, he could be he could be all pro in the Pro Bowl, and his numbers not be as high. You know, as, I don't I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but I, I want to see us win. Maybe we win. Maybe he'll go to the Pro Bowl. Or maybe he can ascend to that. Somebody going to do it. But I don't know. I don't think this year I don't care if he go to the Pro Bowl because if he throw for 143 yards every game and we win – I'm good with that. I just hope he's good with that. So, you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna push on because I'm gonna start talking about Dak, and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother deal right there. Right, right. Well, we kind of you know I know you touched on it a little bit, but we've had some changes. Of course, Zeke is gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tony Pollard is starting. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? I think Tony Pollard, you know, he proved himself even before Zeke lost, um, before Zeke, you know, left us, um, that he was, you know, a strong backup to Zeke and me, sometimes started. Let me pour out a little liquor for Zeke because Zeke was my guy. Right. And when the offense, when the, when the, when the offensive line Frederick retired uh, the center and the offensive line deteriorated. So did Zeke. He took more punishment. He always played hurt. Yeah, he was wild and he needed a damn haircut, but I love Zeke. Zeke was my guy from the day he stepped on the field. He was the biggest star. He was even big. Zach, that guy paid more than him, but in his prime, in Dak's prime, I would say Zeke was the more talented player. Yeah. And people might not agree with me, but – Zeke, you know, what, 8,000 yards, 60-some touchdowns. He probably didn't take care of himself as good as good as he as, as well as he could. But I like Zeke. So I'm going to miss Zeke. And we move on to Tony. Um, the only thing I question about Tony is durability, if he can stay durable. Now, they only ran him 14 times for 70-some yards. It was five yards a pop. Uh, the offense, the ground game wasn't steady, steady, but it was good enough to get the W. I'm okay with that. Let's keep. Let, I was happy when Dak came out of the game and and took it, put his hat on, and nobody's hurt, no turnovers. Uh, Tony did fumble on the screen pass, but I was happy to see him on a screen pass. And uh, uh, no, I think it's I think it's gonna be all right as long as they take care of him. They put uh, the other running back in, and you got Deuce Vaughn running. Uh, I think that's Dowdell. They put Dowdell in, and uh, he got some carries. You know, keep 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 our guys healthy. You know, health is a big thing in the NFL. For sure, for sure, because, um, you know, talking about health and the Cowboys and – who we've got next, um, Aaron Rodgers. We're playing the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, you talking about what, one play? 
One play for yeah, the Jets. I think they said four. Four. One play is all it took to get them hurt. Right. And was one from what I understand, not to get too technical, but I'm gonna get too technical. Uh, it was a, it was a three step drop, and what happens is the quarterback can take five or three. When he's taking a three step drop, when you hear him talking about three step drop, that means it's one two three ball out. So it's quick, and you're not you're not dropping back, you know, with enough distance for the offensive line for the for the offensive line to block because defensive line will put their hands up and block it. The defensive ends. So the ends line up over the tackle, which is the last man on the line. Well, the tackle on that particular play, Aaron didn't like the way they ran it, but they ran it anyway. What the tackles will do to keep the defensive end's hands down is they like to cut block. And cut block means dive at the legs. Dive at the legs so the defensive end will put his hands down. Well, what happens is if one of those guys miss, then all hell breaks loose. Because now it's now it's a damn fire drill. Now it's you know it's a jailbreak because everybody's back there at the quarterback. And he got to run for his life, and that's what happened. Aaron don't like those plays, but they ran it anyway. The guy whiffed on the block, and it just broke everything. And Aaron had to run, and they rolled him up. Now I don't know if he's gonna be pissed off at the Jets or not. I would be, but we'll see. Um, I think the Jets are gonna. I think the Jets are gonna be pretty good. Anyway, uh, they gonna have they got Joe Flacco there to back up Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson don't work out, but the question is how how much did Zach Wilson learn from watching the watching a goat play, watching Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest to do it in training camp. He probably matured a lot because everybody hated him last year. Hell, they deactivated a healthy Zach Zach, Zach Wilson last year. And uh, how much did he learn from Aaron? And they put together this team. They built a better team to be around Aaron Rodgers. So the team that Zach Wilson looked bad with last year, those guys are rallying around him, and those guys are trying to build him up, and it's just a better team than last year. So my question is, can he can he drive the car? Can he steer the ship or, or, or what have you? Um, and how much is Aaron Rodgers going to help him? Because Aaron Rodgers wasn't about helping him. You know, Brett Favre didn't help him. So Aaron Rodgers didn't help the guy behind him. You know, remember he wasn't, he was like, I don't got to teach Jordan love nothing. So Aaron Rodgers was kind of quirky and everybody labeled him as selfish. What if he, what if he don't play this year? What if he talked that boy into leading that team to, uh, at least the playoffs or winning record. What does that do for Aaron's legacy? Would you look at him different, Janelle? Well, look, maybe. <laughs> oh, see, see that? There you go. Look, I don't know, cause you know him and him and Brady just not my favorite people. There you go. All right. Then. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a look at him different. If he if he if he's a teammate like that. I mean, I ain't saying you got to. I'm just saying that's going to give him some credibility to me if he said, all right, look, I can't play, but I'm finna talk to this boy and give him all I got. Yeah, I think that's some legacy change. I think it'll change more of his legacy than if he played and led him to the playoffs because he's been right. labeled as a selfish guy. And I do think he's selfish because he want to, you know, throw a bad pass and get somebody to side eye. 
you know, cuss somebody out instead of teach them. That's why I felt like he was talking to Green Bay last year. But, uh, yeah, so I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys, uh, I think they'll do all right. I just think the Jets going to give them some, I think the Jets might give them some problems. But let's, let's, let's go around the NFL. Let's go around the NFL. Let's do it. So, um, what's new? Talk about Russell Wilson. Well, let's talk and about his new coach. Let's talk Sean about Payton. let's talk about who got beef in the NFL. We gonna talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about who got beef. Who's okay. fighting this? Who's fighting at this time in the NFL? That's the question you want to ask right there. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Sean Payton talking about you don't need to be kissing babies and being a politician. And he probably might well say you don't need to be talking about your wife either. You know, you don't need to be doing all that, you know. And he took the office. Broncos gave Russell the office. He said, no, nah, ain't going to be none of that, which is absurd anyway for them to give him an office. It's absurd for him to take the office. You know, you separating yourself like that. You got an office at the facility and nobody else got it. I don't know about that. That's that's bad for the culture of your locker room right there. But we only know that about Russell. How do we not know that some other players? I'm never you know, okay. You right. Ever had you, an office? You right. I don't think Brady. I don't think Brady had office because Belichick is old school. He ain't gonna allow that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have been surprised if that if I, y'all had told me that him. Or Rodgers would have had an office. Pat Mahomes don't have no office. I know that for a fact. He don't have no office. See, some guys are locker room guys. Brady would never have a, I don't know 100%, but I'm 99%. Brady would never have an office. Brady knew everybody on that team. And you got guys that was rookies, and they was like, yeah, I was surprised Tom knew my name, but he walked up to me and knew me. So that's what that's what Sean is trying to get out of Russell is, hey, man, you need to you need to be a leader up in here. You don't need to be no kissing babies and no politician. Get back to the football. I mean, they lost the first game, and they didn't play bad, but they didn't play good. So we'll see how we'll see how that pans out. Because I think he just want Russell to get back to being gritty and being Russell. That's just what I think That's about sure. that. So, and I think Sean, you know. He has a reputation of building teams around his players. Mm -hmm. And so I think Sean is good for Russell. Um, Whether he believes in his politician work or not, Mm -hmm. I believe he's going to bring the best out in him. Yeah. We didn't get the audio of Sean saying, stop kissing babies. We got a quote attributed to him but it wouldn't be surprising i mean with that slogan stuff go hawks that he was doing and broncos nation let's ride trademark and stuff man are you about the brand are you about playing i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see if he divorced russell or not because he wouldn't be the first to cut a pro bowl supposed pro bowl quarterback or a good quarterback but i'm on russ i'm cheering for russ i'm team russ i know you team russ Hopefully they yes. get it. Hopefully they get it together. For sure, for sure. And what is it? What's this 
Is it Trayvon Diggs and Josh Allen? Stefan. Stefan Diggs. Stefan, sorry. It ain't it Correction. ain't it ain't just Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. It's Stefan Diggs versus the whole city of Buffalo and Josh Allen and the press corps and the coach. He 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 fighting everybody up there. That, that's what I understand. You know, uh uh what did we say? He got he got sent away from camp in June. Yeah. Him and McDermott got into that he it. was dismissed yeah. by McDermott yeah. from minicamp. Yeah. And they feel like that was the start of some of this, you know, of him being unhappy. Uh, the start. Um, they saying it's the start, but I think it was the playoff game. It was where him and he was, you know, what they say, a picture worth a thousand words of him yelling at doggone Josh Allen. Right, and you getting right. in his face, right? That was the beginning, right there. And he was mad, you know. And he a very emotional guy. He high strung. He a hell of a player. But remember, he wanted out of Minnesota. You know that was that's where he made his bones at in Minnesota. He wanted out of there. Let me get out of here. Well, he in Buffalo. He raising hell. And even his brother was saying, "Hey man, cause, uh, 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 you need to get out of." You need to get out of Buffalo. My brother need to get out of there. Tavon was saying, Stefan need to get out of there. There was a mic drop of a reporter saying, uh, uh, you'd have to go to the Twitter. We don't use that kind of language here. But he was saying, F you. And every time Stefan talks to him, it's F you. And he's cussing out everybody in the whole building. He's just a bad guy. Well, that's a reporter on a hot mic. But, you know, with all the reports we got, he's not happy there. And that's 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 what the beef is in Buffalo, is Stefan versus every damn body. Uh, what's what's the other beef? Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen says though it's all good. Yeah, it's competitiveness. Yeah, well, it's competitiveness, and say 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 that again. Is is what? It's all good. It was a win. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what it is. Yeah, they'll tell you. Guys will tell you, all I care about is the win. All I care about, guy. I mean, a wide receiver, high school, middle league, wherever, wherever you play, seem like a wide receiver, like, you know, you can score a 70-yard touchdown, and he'll tell you why he didn't walk him out and catch the ball. What, what are you looking at? That's where, uh, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but that's where it all fell apart in Arizona. When DeAndre Hopkins, they was on hard knocks last year, and DeAndre Hopkins was walking off the field going, hey, K-1, that's what they call your boy, K-1. What, what Kyler you, Murray. What you looking at? <laughs> K-1, what you looking at? When receiver going that, he's saying, man, I'm open. You need to throw me the ball. So they they winning. But they ain't they they winning or they was close to losing and your boy AJ Brown well he competitive you right but he like hey man I'm open what you looking at throw the damn ball that's what he's saying you know they would have lost to the Vikings if it wasn't the Vikings wasn't turning that ball or the Vikings would have won that game running away but man I'm gonna tell you uh uh when you see that. 
When you see a receiver fighting with the quarterback like that, a heated exchange or whatever they want to call it, think about how mad you got to be to let the world see you argue with your quarterback. Think about that. You don't. You know it's tape, it's film. You're going to get asked about it. It's memes, it's reporters, it's they see all that. The only thing that is not, reason it's not a big deal is because they won the game. Like Jalen said, hey, man, we won. Don't make it bigger than it is. You know, that's 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 crazy. I mean, I'm I don't know. You know, um uh, the next anybody beef. I feel like though wants to have beef. Let's talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Poor baby was running for his life the whole game. Two hundred and nineteen million. Two seventy two hundred and seventy five million. Two hundred and nineteen guaranteed five years. I think I got that right. So you pay him $219 million and he running for his life. You know they spent money, good money, on the offensive line at the bingo. They just spent on the wrong guy. And you know what quarterbacks do with their offensive line? They buy them. They buy all five of them ATVs. They buy them watches. They buy them Jordans, which is what uh, Jalen Hurst did. Uh, I'm taking all that back if I'm Joe Burrow. I want, I, you know what? I want I'll, you park that stuff over here or put it in the box. Give me my stuff back. Y'all can't, right. y'all can't have. I'm, 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 I'm getting all my stuff back because y'all getting me killed. Eighty-two yards. The, the, the big, the Browns clowned them. They was punching them in the mouth. They was killing them. They got a video. Uh, Miles Garrett doing a crossover move in the center, looking like, "Please help!" And he pushed the wow. he pushed the center. He was doing a crossover move like he was playing basketball. He was going back and forth between the center and the guard. And then you look at the center's face, and it was like, "Oh my God, what am I? What do I do?" He pushed that boy into Joe Burrow's lap, and they knocked the hell out of Joe Burrow. That's terrible. But you know, you want to. It's just the same thing with Daniel Jones. You spend four. Four years, hundred sixty million. You don't pay nobody to protect them. You don't put them in a system to protect them. You know the, the you can't you ain't gonna win with a quarterback when he throws the ball. The pocket is supposed to be clean. What does that mean? That means that nobody's supposed to be around him. That means that nobody touches him. You know, if the pocket is dirty, that means that guy's shifting. He's getting somebody pushed into him. You know, he's getting his arm blocked. He don't have a clear chance to throw. You give Joe Burrow time, uh, he can do damage. But pretty soon, Joe Burrow going to get used to playing with a bad offensive line that when you clean up the pocket, his throws are going to be rushed. He's going to be off unless stuff get dirty. You know, you get him used to that, or you get him beat up all the time. And last year, I think uh, the Titans sacked him nine times. And he still got up and won the game. Was that last year or the year before? One of them years. One of the years. Last year or the year before. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be a problem for him. And I would have beef with the offensive line or whoever coaching the offensive line is stealing money. You know, he ain't doing worth a damn. You know. But that's all for the well, beef this year. Go ahead. That brings up the question, though: Are the Cleveland Browns really that good this year? You know, Deshaun Watson. Oh, that's was... that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, we haven't seen Houston Texans Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen him. 
$240 million guaranteed. Woof. Uh, we haven't wow. seen we haven't seen Houston Texans Deshaun Watson yet. Is he rusty? Is mm. he is the system they making bad for him? Cause he was a baller before he got caught up in all that mess in Houston. When we gonna see that guy again? But right. that defense in week it's been only been week one. They look good against Joe Burrow and them. So we'll see. Sometimes it's the familiarity. Of the they in the same division, so you can't really tell. They whooped they whooped Cleveland whooped Cincinnati twenty four to three, but it might be just because they know them well. I don't know. I don't know if Cleveland gonna be. I know the running game is gonna be good to Nick Chubb, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, it's it's we're going into week two, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. What about the uh uh. What game surprised you about week two? The 49ers. Goodness. Did we think that Pittsburgh losing their big quarterback would have made such a difference? Yeah, I thought Kenny. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Kenny Pickens played well. But it was big. You know, that was the two quarterbacks, you know, that was rookies last year. Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickens. And really, everybody made a big deal out of Kenny. And Kenny can play. But the NFL stands for not for long. If you if you don't make adjustments to what you do, once them people get more tape on you, then they can adjust to you. And there's more tape. Kenny Pickens played more last year than Brock Purdy. So I think the 49ers with a good defense, they knew what to take away. That 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 franchise is pretty sturdy. They messed up with Trey Lance, but that franchise is pretty good at drafting people and putting them into play. And uh, they run a pretty good system on defense. And uh, I don't know. I think I don't think Brock Purdy is overrated. They just got to do something different. They got to they got to um, not Brock Purdy, but Kenny Pickens. I don't think he's overrated. I think the 49ers is just a better overall team. I mean, they got some pretty good. They got a pretty good running back. They got three good receivers. They got one of the best tight ends, and they often they got the best tackle, left tackle in football. Uh, that's a team right there. That's a pretty good team. They look just as good as the Cowboys, if not better. I don't know, but I was surprised by I was surprised by what they did. They mauled Pittsburgh. Yeah, time will tell. Yep, time will tell. Yep, just week one. Just week one. Well, what is it? What is what are our Cowboys going to do? We're playing the Jets, and from all indication, we could be the favorite. But what do you say? We are favored. The 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 line is nine. The betting line is nine. We favored by nine. That that's a lot. Everybody knows that's a lot in the NFL. You know, Vegas don't make mistakes. Vegas, you know, <laughs> normally they don't. Uh, I'm still picking the Jets to cover. I think uh, the Jets defense is good. Uh, we are missing Zach. Zach Martin has a groin, and we are missing Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is going to be out. The first round pick last year at left guard. Um, uh, Brandon Cooks has a knee. So we're a little 
the 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 we the main players didn't get well. Zach Martin's the main player, but we're a little banged up. Mike, I'm surprised by Zach, but some people when some people miss camp, they get stiff. I didn't I didn't think he was gonna be bothered by missing camp, but you know he might be a little stiff, but he gonna play anyway. That's just the way he is. Hopefully he's staying. You know, hopefully he can be effective. I think he can, but hopefully he can be effective. But I said all that to say the Jets have a really good defensive line. Um, they have a really good defense uh, all the way through. The corners, Sauce Gardner, which is the coldest name in the whole NFL. Okay. Sauce Gardner is 6'3", long arms. Uh, he can go toe-to-toe with C.D. Lamb. Um, the other guy, Reed, the other corner is pretty good. Uh, them guys don't flip which means they play the same side. So you really can't get away from a good corner on the Jets. Maybe you – I don't know who the, the slot corner is, but they got a good – they got a pretty good defense. And with our offensive line banged up, we really going to have to do the same thing we did against the Giants, get the ball out quick. It might be another gritty game. I'm going with – my prediction is 17-10 Cowboys. Hmm. I feel we can. I feel we can do better than that. Okay. I'm feeling like, you know, we got some momentum. First of all, we're gonna be playing at home, first home game. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little better than that. I'm gonna say twenty-four to ten. Twenty-four ten. Okay. Okay. Cowboys cover. I mean, you know. Okay. Okay. 24 to 10. All right. Well, man, I'm going to tell you, it's been it's been a good one. This is, uh, man, it's good to be back. And uh, I miss doing this. And until uh, next time. Yes, for sure. We got, I feel like we have a lot to cover, but we, We'll be back next week, and, you know, we'll do it all again. For Janelle, this is Joe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.